When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Canada versus Sweden for Olympic women's soccer gold. I haven't quite figured this out yet. Friday night, they say, and I'm like, if you think that they're on the same clock, you're going to miss the game. How about that? I'm believing it's 2 a.m. Mountain. That's what I'm planning on for this gold medal game. Does that sound right? That sounds right. right. We got two days to figure this out. I'm not sure any of us are the brightest bulb in the package, but together we can light a whole room. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey! Happy, what day is it? I know. Wednesday, everybody. I know. August the 4th. Um, I was doing my thing. What was the intro? What was it? Is that what it you was were laughing the, at? Yeah. I wasn't even know, listening. Not the brightest bulb in the package, but together we can light up the room. <laughs> Did you write that down? We got Alan the intern over there. He's eating be donuts, on, not be paying on the attention. Like the, 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 the wisdom that I drop here on a daily basis, I feel like it's being wasted on you people. Uh, I know. These guys aren't even paying it. Oh, you got it. Okay, How about thanks. that? <laughs> yeah. Now they're awake back there. Yeah, it is Canada's daytime sports talk show. I uh, welcome you into the program, and I like that everybody is uh, saying good morning. Dylan Spicer says, good day from Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia. Is that the home of Sidney Crosby? Mm. Sit home for the summer? Do these NHL guys go home in the summer? They Not as much as they used to, you know? That's right. Uh, we check it in from Victoria, Saratoga, New York. Uh, on the program today, this is amazing. Jim Clubberlang, Canada's foremost expert in the National Football League, is going to be with us. The commissioner of the National Lacrosse League, Nick Sikavich, who's become a close friend of ours. He's a cool dude, by oh, yeah. the way. And what's the TLL stand for, Clark? To Wharton Lacrosse League. Okay. To me, it's new. So they got a big here, drop my pen. They got a big announcement here. They've made it. They're gonna come on and explain it. But the commissioner of the TLL, his name is Lewis Stats. What a name. I know. Lewis Stats. It's like Lewis Lit, but better. Yeah. What a <laughs> handle. Yeah. For a sports commissioner. I think it's the greatest thing ever. It is awesome. So they're coming up in hour two of the program today. And by the way, for those that were watching on the streaming, we do now a little pre-roll, a little three-minute highlight clip, sort of like going to the movies. And the, the pre-show there, for those watching on Game Plus TV, you don't get to see it. But we were talking about The Rock and some of his somewhat off-color comments in the movie Disney's Jungle Cruise. And so I had said, 
you know, he said, I dated a girl that was cross-eyed, but we had to break up because we couldn't see eye to eye. And I think she was seeing somebody on the side. <laughs> it's uh, supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a kid's movie. What if these kids went to school on Monday and started saying that? They'd be suspended. And you, you pointed out a couple more. Well, yeah, he's like, he used to work at the orange juice factory, but I got canned. Couldn't concentrate. <laughs> they squeezed me out. Right. It was so good. It was great. So many fun. Puns. I love this. Okay, let's get serious. First, Wendell Weeb watching on Facebook says, love you guys. Love the show. Love the riders, but they'll be last in the West this year. Ooh. Spicy. Hang on. Spicy. Riley Clement on YouTube, can't believe the CFL starts tomorrow. So just so happy the league has pulled through and sorted things out. Yeah. Um, Nashville Bobowski says, Rod, we are almost there. CFL football, baby. Yeah, they're revved. Jacques Dupuis says, good afternoon from Ottawa. Yes, Buenos Dias from Ottawa. Let's get to the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. We are. We are. Going to start with the National Football League, by the way, uh, because uh, there's some interesting things going on there, by the way. And now that I got him in tune to watching ESPN every morning, you probably know what I'm going to talk about. In Chicago, Justin Fields is lighting up Bears camp, okay? What did he go? 12th? Allen, you know, 12th, right? The OSU quarterback. You know all the quarterbacks that went ahead of him? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. None of those, well... Zach Wilson's going to start with the Jets. Trevor Lawrence is going to start in Jacksonville, but that doesn't mean they're going to be good. Right. Justin Fields is lighting it up in Chicago, and while they got Andy Dalton there as the safety valve, this kid is lighting it up. Oh, and by the way, who's his quarterback coach? A guy by the name of Henry Burris. How so there's the that? right Justin Fields lighting it up in Chicago. Matt Stafford was injured. Everybody's <gasps> took a deep breath in L.A. because he cracked his finger off a helmet on what's today Wednesday Monday. He left the field, but he did come out and participate fully on Tuesday. But I mean, you make a trade like that. Was it Jared Goff and how many first round picks? Three. I know it was a big right big price tag. And then this, yeah. And then the brawl in Giants camp, by the way, wasn't because somebody hit the quarterback. It was a late hit on the running back. Daniel Jones ended up on the bottom of the pile, but they didn't hit the quarterback late. But you know what? That's what the story was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was still a late hit, but it wasn't on the quarterback. And now the other one is that Phillip Rivers is considering coming out of retirement with the Indianapolis Colts. And we never, we fiddled and farted around so much here in our pre-show meeting that we didn't even get to a poll question. So I want to ask you people what you think would be an appropriate poll question, whether it be you you write in via Facebook or YouTube, or you can text us on the Prairie Mobile text line. Whatever. What do you think? Because I we're trying to think, who should the Colts go and get as a quarterback? Who do you think, Alan? Uh, he says Nick Foles. Phillip Rivers. We could do a poll of that. Can you? Let, you're on the right track, son. Two more names and we got a poll here. Actually, one more name and then we would say other. We could say other. What would be a good poll question, okay, for the National Football League? Now, moving on. CFL announces its COVID cancellation policy yesterday, and uh, we got a statement in our inbox here. I don't know how you feel about what it is, Darren, but it's the exact same as the NFL, and I like it. Mm-hmm. If there's a COVID outbreak on any given team and they have to forfeit a game, they're going to get a loss, 
And if 85% of their players aren't vaccinated, the players aren't getting paid either. And if both teams have a COVID outbreak and they can't play, both teams get a loss, which will really cause a real dog's breakfast in the standings, but they don't care. And as Craig Dickinson, the head coach of the Rough Riders, said, they're not fooling around. So we could sit and debate and kick around, is it fair that they're doing this and you're not going to get paid if you don't get vaccinated? I think that we're past that. How many days are we into COVID? 550 or something? I don't know. I I don't want to have the vaccination debate. I'll tell you that I'm double vaccinated. I'll tell them that you're double vaccinated, but that's just us. I'm not telling anybody to get vaccinated. But in the CFL, they're doing legally what's within their parameters to say get vaccinated or you're not going to be paid. You're probably not going to play. And I have no problem with it, by the way, with what the CFL's done. I'm actually applauding them. They didn't just rip off what the NFL's doing. The work that's gone into this is unconscionable for them to play to get to this point. Yeah. And um, I like what they've done. And guess How about what? You? If the NFL came up with this model and they want teams to be 85% vaccinated to get to that threshold, and if an unvaccinated player causes a breakout that leads to a game being postponed or canceled, they get the forfeit and don't get paid. If it's a good model, who cares if the CFL ripped it off, copied it or mm. not? They're doing what they think yeah. is right, and I think it's a good model. I think, is there two or three teams in the Canadian Football League that aren't at an 85% vaccination well, and threshold? The Rough Riders are one of them. The Riders are one of them. Um, this might push teams the last second or players to go get vaccinated, um, or it'll push them, if they're not vaccinated, to be more careful, right? And to make sure that they're uh, doing what they need to do to not you know, transfer and spread the virus. So I think it's a good thing. I really do. And we have to keep the season moving. We can't go into these delays of postponing games. Now we've got a clear rule. If the, you know, it's decisive. If there's no games, if COVID's a problem, it's a forfeit. Uh, by the way, to the comments from the viewers, I like these kind of comments. Tyler Fabry's watching on YouTube, and he says, Good morning, Rod. I recently discovered your show and absolutely love your coverage of Canadian football. Do you have any opinions on the CFL Top 50 list from last night? Uh, Well, full disclosure, I didn't watch the TSN special. I was watching the Blue Jays kick Cleveland's ass. But I did see today that Brandon Banks was number one overall, and I don't know who was behind that. Was my guy Cody Fajardo in the top five? Can anybody tell me? Do you know who the top 50 were, even the Don't top five were? The spot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't watching it. I was watching yeah. Canada's team, the Toronto Blue Jays. And I was on the so, Olympics. Oh, were you? Yeah. There's so much going on. There's I a know. buffet. Listen, man, I was having coffee with a guy yesterday who said, oh, the poor CFL can't catch a break. Ticats Bombers on opening night. They're going up against Canada, Sweden in the, in the soccer gold medal game for the women. I'm like, oh, I never even thought about that. There's a lot more going on. So, see, Jeff Stamp says Bo Levi Mitchell was number two. I'll give you the top ten. Let's hear him. I believe this is recent. Brandon Banks, number one. Uh, Yep, Brandon Banks, number one. Bo Levi Mitchell, number two. Willie Jefferson, number three. Brian Burnham, number four. Andrew Harris, five. Mike Riley, six. Cody Fajardo, seven. Trevor Harris, eight, and Stanley Bryant, nine. Simone Lawrence, number 10. My buddy. Charleston Hughes, William Stanbeck, and Jagera Davis are on, just on the outside of the top 10. Charleston Hughes didn't make it? 11. And, and by the way, uh, yeah, 11. what do I think? It's opinion. 
Cody Fajardo was the most outstanding player for the West Division last year. It came down to two guys, Brandon Banks and Cody Fajardo. How's he not number two? So whatever. It's subjective. I don't get too wound up on this. But I'll say this about the week one games. This is what I don't understand and where we could can we get a little noise around here? I feel like Happy Gilmore, right? When he's rallying yep. everybody on the tee box. Charleston Hughes is going into Calgary with the Toronto Argonauts. This is like, to me, J.J. Watt going back into Houston with the Arizona Cardinals. Where's the hype? I know. But, like, come on, Calgary. Can somebody lob a grenade? Well, No, you don't want to do that. So, If you want just to distribute that top 50 list, yeah. 11 Hamilton Tiger Cats, 7 Riders and 7 Bombers, 6 Stamps, 6 Owls, Four Argos, four Elks, and four Lions, and one lone Ottawa Red Black. I'm just saying, I voted for Toronto at Calgary for the game of the week, and I'm not joking because of these storylines. Bo Levi Mitchell, how healthy is he going to be? Nick Nick Fatty Arbuckles returned to McMahon. Nobody seems to care but me. So I guess that's a me problem. Um, But thank you for the question. Jeff Kibbelis watching in Winnipeg says, I'll be at the game tomorrow. I'll have my phone catching the soccer game and a beer and a burger in the other hand. Life's about choices. And it's, it's not good for the CFL that they're up against that game, but let's get some marketing going. Let's get some hype going and give people a reason to watch. Not just the fact that, oh, we got a game going on here. <clears throat> but who am I? Right. Point three, the Toronto Blue Jays, as mentioned, spanked Cleveland last night, 7-2. George Springer was hot. You see our guy, Sean McCormick, was at the game. Did you watch his uh, Instagram? Got to follow this guy, Sean McCormick. He's a big cheese there at Game Plus Television in downtown Toronto. He was sitting down the third base line. And he talked about George Springer. Finger guns. <laughs> the finger guns. <laughs> you understand people are getting into the Toronto Blue Jays as well. They're, they've won four out of five since going back to Rogers Center. There's seven games out. They're hot. I can't believe that Hun Jin Roo, which, by the way, Buck... We affectionately refer to Buck Martinez by his first name because we feel like he's part of the family. Yeah. I've never met him, but he says Hun Jin Roo. But the Sports Center anchors today were saying Hin Jin Roo. I don't care. The guy's a baller. But I can't believe that was his first home start. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> that was very wild. Very, very wild. But you know what? It's good. And Jays are looking pretty good at home. So... Let's ride it, right? Let's let Springer do his finger guns. Let's let, you know, Hin or Hun Jin Ru do his Yeah, thing however you say it. We'll be fine. Just, just watch. So, and by the way, the Blue Jays got Cleveland again tonight. Um, we'll get to as many of your comments as we can. However, I have to institute a rule here as viewership goes up. If I read your comment one time, I might not come back to you that day because there's a lot of people watching, right? Right. Uh, point four, an Olympic update. Tw- Twitter went off this morning. Canada's Andre de Grasse raced to gold in the men's 200 meters at the Tokyo Olympics. De Grasse roared to the finish line in a Canadian record time of 19.62 seconds. So this was going on this morning. I wrote down the, the uh, medal totals, Darren, and I had to like, scribble them out as this was going on. I've got USA leading at 77. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think it's up to 79. Yes, it's like things move fast. Really quick. Uh, China, 70? Yeah. But when, more, when I was looking yeah. this morning, 
And then Canada was 14. Degrassi now makes it 15. And what was our over-under, 22? Uh, yeah, 22 and a half. Well, we're going to get a medal for sure in women's soccer no matter what. 20.5? Yes, thanks, That's Clark. what Clark's saying. Uh, well, this is interesting. From a few of our viewers. Yeah. Todd Pengu says, both Canada and Sweden have asked to have the game time change due to excessive heat. Supposed to be 48 with the Humidex. Well, isn't that something? How about that? Yeah, they'll be in the early How afternoon heat because it's 11 a.m. start Tokyo time. It happened in tennis. They moved matches around. The problem is, is they have these events at the track and the field all scheduled around TV time. So there's only so much they can push it later in the day um, because there's other events happening later on in the late afternoon or early evening on uh, the track. So. Can I interject for a second? Yeah. I'm so sorry. This is why I'm hosting the show and why you're watching. Because Wayne and Victoria has just written in and said, I think Cody has to win a Grey Cup to be considered an elite quarterback. I don't necessarily agree with that, but TSN won't put him number one. And then his comments slipped off the screen. Won't put him number one. Where the hell did it go? There you go. Duh. On the top Won't put 50. him number one on the top 50 until he wins a Grey It's not a Hall of Fame discussion. Brandon Banks hasn't won a Grey Cup. He was just listed the number one player in the Canadian Football League. Like, I love you, Wayne. You watch every day. And I appreciate you chiming in with your opinion, but that's not what they're debating here. They're about who's the greatest 50 players in the CFL right now. Brandon Banks doesn't have a Grey Cup. Why am I getting so heated so early in the day? <laughs> Just sit back, enjoy, and let us do the talking. Uh, by the way, the warm-up is brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Where the heck is it? Visit the new Regina Data and Lighting Center. Equal Electric, let's get to work. Not like I can't remember that. That's right. But it's, let's just pay attention to what we're talking about on a day-by-day basis. This is not a Hall of Fame debate. It's about the top 50. And a couple more. Yeah, come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center. Equal Electric, let's get to work. Number five, Brooke Henderson. Three over, 74 yesterday after round one. I would get your take, but we're late for time here. We're going to have to go. That was after round one at the Olympics, but... Fighting the putter. Yes, and point six. How about Cole Sillinger? Pots four for uh, whatever team he's on, red, or actually it was Team Dick at the Hockey Canada Summer Showcase. And it's funny because he didn't play in the world under 18s because he was in COVID protocol. This is the first round pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets, but as his dad told me the last time I talked to him, and I can't even remember where I saw him, might have been in Swifty at that draft we were at, but he said, I said, oh, is Cole over the COVID? He's like, he never had COVID. I'm like, well, he was in the COVID protocol in Texas. Yeah, but he never had it. Here we go again with not, I don't understand this. But he lit it up at the summer sh- showcase. And by the way, is TSN's either live streaming or going live to those practices? Yeah. Welcome to Canada. Oh, yeah. Where we will televise a practice for the World Junior Team in August. And if you watched, Cole Sillinger's lighting it up. Anyways, Jim Clubber Lang joining us next. Thanks for joining us today for Canada's daytime sports talk show. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 
Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Just a couple comments. Everybody's excited about football. Doug McKell writing in. Longtime high school football coach says, so happy to be able to watch football again. CFL, CIS, junior, high school, and minor. Going to watch them all. And we got the NFL coming up here, too. But I got to say this, with the COVID cancellation policy the CFL announced yesterday, similar to the NFL's, Chris in the 905 writes in, Southern Ontario says, Hi, Rod. If I missed this, I apologize. But who repays fans' tickets for a cancellation? It seems an easy answer if the home team's responsible for cancellation. But if it's the away team, do they repay the home team for lost tickets and revenue? Love the show. Cheers, Chris. I'm not Ticketmaster. Do I look like Ticketmaster? That would be my thing. Call the teams. You might have a quick answer before we go to Jim Lang. I don't know. Home team refunds the money. They got the money. There's no game to deliver. So they refund Unfortunately, the money. it's a situation of that's too bad that you lost the revenue. That's kind of it. That's Unfortunately. It. Okay, I'll get to your comments. We got Craig in Calgary. We got Ray in the six. But let's bring him in now. Jim Lang, it's been far too long. I will say happy new year to him because the NFL is in camp. How you doing, Jimbo? Good, Rod. Good, Darren. How are you doing, boys? We're doing good. I think we came up with a poll question, and thanks a lot to Alan, our intern, for some of the options here. Who, and I haven't tweeted it yet, but who should the Colts sign or acquire to replace Carson Wentz, right? Phillip Rivers, Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, or other. What do you think, man? The devastation in Indy with Carson Wentz going down. Well, Carson Wentz going down, and their best offensive lineman, arguably the best interior lineman in the NFL, Quentin Nelson, had the same surgery the next day. So he's out as well. I would go for Nick Foles in a heartbeat because Frank Reich has it. You know, he's got a history with him. Um, there's, there, uh, you know, uh, Gard- Gardner Minshew has been mentioned because basically, unless Trevor Lawrence completely screws up camp, they are building the future with Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback, and Gardner Minshew. Is kind of on the outside looking in, so maybe the Jaguars could parlay that into something. But for the Colts, this is the worst possible thing. Now, Carson Wentz has had some injury, injury issues over the last couple of years, but to have it issued like this with surgery, and they give a very broad range of when he's back, five to 12 weeks, meaning like, is he back after week two, or is he back after the end of October? So uh, for the Colts, and looking at their early schedule, they have got to do something and come up with a plan B right now uh, in a very, very tough division with a Titans team that is as legit as you can find in the AFC. And so, yeah, the, I, I can't see that they just like, hey, we're just wait till he gets back. That would be ludicrous to me. 
Uh, from our content creator, Nelson Vo watching in the Bridge City, he, uh, Brid, Bridge City, he says, Marcus Mariota, you as the Raiders fan, what do you think about his availability via trade? I wouldn't say he's available. I'm not sure that um, the Raiders organization, their coaching staff, and John Gruden would have him available because I am not convinced that Carr and Gruden are together long term. So in Marcus Mariota, if I'm the Colts, would be a great fit. But if I'm the Raiders, I'm not so eager to get rid of him. And who knows how much we may be hearing a lot more of him in Oakland slash Vegas slash Raiderland slash wherever they want to call home. But the Raiders will be – I'm going to expect to see him get some snaps and some game time, some playing time before this year is over. And, and I'm not sure if they know yet his future with the Raiders organization. Uh, where do you want to go with this, Jim? Because I got a lot of – well, I got another one, and then whatever you want to talk about. But they say Justin okay. Fields. Are you following this? That he's lighting it up in Chicago, way ahead of oh. where they projected he would be. And there's chance. Well, right now, Andy Dalton's number one. But they say don't be surprised if Justin Fields is starting in week one for the Bears. And here's the great thing about Fields. He's doing and saying all the right things. He's being respectful for the veteran quarterback. He's respectful to the coaching staff, putting it in their hands. He's going out and impressing the veteran teammates by playing and performing and getting it done. So the, 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 and what's happening with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and uh, Trey Lance in the 49ers camp and some of the other young quarterbacks ties into the big problem in the NFL right now is vaccinations and the Vikings issues at quarterback and Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Now, Mike Zimmer was almost in tears the other day in his media conference. He had one quarterback to work with in camp, one because the rest of them don't have vaccinations and they're in the NFL COVID protocol. And he's like, I can't get ready for the season. Like, it's not just the quarterbacks have to get ready. What about the receiving core? What about the O-line? What about getting his defense ready? And so this is a major problem in the NFL. And you guys talked about the CFL policy. In the NFL policy, the team responsible for a forfeited game because of a COVID outbreak cover financial losses. Now, if you're asking me when it says cover financial losses, that means if I'm a ticket holder and the game's canceled, the team responsible for the outbreak is paying for my ticket. So mm. th there's a lot at play here. So young quarterbacks like, a, like a, a Trey Lance and a Justin Fields. A Trey Lance made a 50-yard bomb in quarterback for the 49ers yesterday. And you're like, whoa. I mean, he looked good. He looked really comfortable there. Justin Fields has looked very good. But more importantly, it's how they've carried themselves, how they've acted with their teammates, how they've respected the coaches. They're not saying, hey, I should be number one. They're just doing their thing and let their play talk. And it, it, we talk about this in sports. In hockey, it's a young man's game, young stars. And young stars in the NFL, this is a great crop of great young quarterbacks coming up through the system. And, and if you look at the Jaguars and the 49ers and the Bears, they're looking at their respective young quarterbacks as the foundation for the next decade. And Joe Burrow in Cincinnati when he's healthy and Justin Herbert, the Chargers, that's, that, it's a lot of young quarterbacks about to take the mantle when a lot of the older ones start moving on. Jim, I really like your haircut, by the way. Let me throw that in there. Who cuts your oh. hair? Oh, thank you. Uh, my man, uh, it's uh, it's a new barber shop at Main Street, a new market. And they have like the old chalkboard and stuff like that. So my wife had been doing it, but even she admitted she was worried she was going to screw it up, so I went and got it done the other day. <laughs> I like it. Looks good. Okay, so those were my things. The Colts quarterback and Justin Fields. Yeah. What's caught your mind here through a little over a week of training camp? 
Uh, I'm really impressed by Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Washington football team. An older quarterback, but um, a steady hand with the offense. Their defense is so good. Um, they need a caretaker of the offense. They don't need him to be Patrick Mahomes. And, and why there's all this drama going around with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And are they going to be in camp? Can they get ready? I'm looking at Chiefs camp and Mahomes and Buccaneers camp and Brady. They're, the reason why they're 1-1A is the best in the league. They're in camp, on time, getting reps, getting everyone comfortable, getting new players comfortable with the offense because they know. They know the work done now in the dog days of early August pays dividends when they get to mid-January and they start the playoffs. And, and it's so competitive in the National Football League and the margin for error is so thin. You have to be in camp. You have to get that repetition. I, I mean, you think about the elite athletes in the National Football League, as good as they are, they're still doing fundamental basic drills every day in camp because that's what it comes down to. So that it, there's a reason why certain players and certain quarterbacks are viewed as leaders, not just with their performance, but their attitude, how they approach practice, how they approach work, how they integrate with the rest of the team. Because right now, if, I, if I'm a Viking, okay, it, it's... It's 90 degrees Fahrenheit with the humidity. I'm working my butt off. And my quarterback, who's making a $66 million contract for two years, guaranteed, is not here with me working because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. There are a lot of people I know and people I know personally who have never gotten a vaccine, but they got a COVID vaccine because their work required it. Okay, Not just for them, but for their team at work. So they did it. And, and so this is being selfish to me for Kirk Cousins. He's putting him above the team, above Mike Zimmer, above his teammates and the Vikings because he doesn't want to get a COVID vaccine. And forget about the fact that they could potentially cause a forfeit of a game and all the financial problems that would go with it for the Vikings. It's just being selfish to the team as they get ready for the season. Uh, Jim, the big topic, one of the big topics was the brawl and Giants uh, camp oh. yesterday yeah and so oh. joe judge i've never seen this before that a yeah. coach stopped. yeah he stopped practice <laughs> made him run gassers yeah. and stuff and then they never they never started again like and no. you saw his explanation he's like you can't do it in a game so why would i let you do it in practice what does that say about the early stages of the joe judge uh regime in new york I, I, now let me put it this way players who are on the fringe will do anything to make an NFL team. So I get that some players crossed the line and maybe did something because they're thinking if I lay a guy out, make a big hit, it looks good in film when the coaches look at it. And maybe just maybe that's a difference between not making the NFL and making the National Football League. Now, what he did when you hit a guy in the head, he's laid out. Okay, that's going over the line. But then Joe Judge pulls a college move and has him run the Herb Brooks gassers goal line to goal line and then pulls him over to the far corner away from everybody. Not even, no other assistant coaches were allowed. It was just Joe Judge and all the players. Now, whether or not that brings the Giants together and gets them together, I don't know. But, I, I, you know, the start of preseason games, a Hall of Fame game tomorrow, where you're actually hitting people from other teams and you're practicing against people from other teams, that's a good thing. Because sometimes it gets to a point in camp, you get sick of each other, and these things happen. Fights happen, brawls happen. I can go through video of every camp in the last 50 years in the NFL, one point in camp before the preseason started. Someone just got upset and couldn't take it, and they started chucking knuckles. And it, it does happen. Now, what happened with the Giants was extreme. I will say that. But 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we shouldn't be too shocked because players who are on the bubble and desperate, depending on their position, they will do anything to make that football team to get an NFL paycheck. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm just people are talking about the CFL power rankings. I'm going to come back and talk about those next segment because we got Canada's foremost NFL expert with us, Jim Lang. But Ryan McCarthy is watching in Saratoga, New York. He says they ran sprints, and Joe Judge was so dissatisfied with their effort, he made them do push-ups and then ended practice. So there's that. <laughs> oh, I Gary, forgot about the push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Right. Gary Fleming's watching on uh, Facebook. He says, who in their right mind is going to watch the NFL Hall of Fame game over the CFL opener? Nobody. Uh, hello. Dallas Cowboys uh, fan right here. Dallas Cowboys fan right here. So I'll be going back and forth between Canton, Winnipeg, and the women's soccer game, depending on when they start it. Um, Randolph Zora's watching in Ontario. He says, has the NFL mandated the jab for their players? How would you answer that? They've incentivized those who have gotten vaccinated. Jim is the way I would put it. How would you put it? That's a great way to put it. And they have done it without actually seeing it. When they're telling you that if something happens as a COVID outbreak and they list all these punitive damages and and it's you're punished to such the nth degree because the NFL has determined that they're going to play uh, 17 games over 18 weeks. Like the regular season is going to wrap up on January 8th, 9th. That's the last week of the season. Then they're going to start the playoffs. And the league has said to any team, we are not altering the schedule. That's the schedule. So if you're responsible for a COVID outbreak, that affects both teams. And the, 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 the crazy thing is, so a player on my team causes a COVID outbreak, we forfeit. It's not just my team that lose their game check, it's the opposing team as well. So that's the NFL and Roger Goodell, yes, saying to the league, you better get your vaccine because if something happens during the season, we've sent a memo out to every team of the league. This is what's going to happen. So that's them saying get the vaccine without them saying you have to get the vaccine. You want to talk about the ultimate passive-aggressive move. The NFL has done it this year. Uh, no doubt whatsoever. Um, hey, just lastly, before we go, they tell me we got two minutes. Um, Olympics, okay. what's gathered your attention the most? Uh, I've been loving all of it. I'm really <laughs> loving Damian Warner and the decathlon, especially, I mean, and, and you guys were talking earlier about the heat and humidity, and depending on the time of the day, the decathletes are performing when it's 45 with the Humidex at the Tokyo Stadium. But uh, Andre de Grasse, I can't say enough of him. I've gotten to know him a few years working at the radio station I do in York Region and the Markham area and Vaughan, north of Toronto. He's a great young guy. I'm going to tell you a quick little anecdote about him. After Rio, I emceed an event where they named a street after him in Markham. And there's a lot of people and photographers. And a man came up with a six-year-old daughter and said, he said to me, hey, could I get a photo with my daughter and Andre? And I said, Andre, this little girl would like a photo with you. Now, he's on a stage and she's down. He could have just did the lean down and did the photo. He goes, no, no, here, pick her up. The dad picks her up. Andre gets down, takes the photo, put, you know, puts her arm around her. The girl's eyes were this big. She, like, she was like, this is like Elsa from Frozen. I, I'm, I got a photo of Andre de Grasse. He is still a humble kid from Markham who didn't start running competitively until grade 12 and has not forgotten about who he is and what he is and where he's from. And, yeah, I just couldn't be happier for him because I know all the work he's put in. He's overcome some injuries. And that race he ran this morning to win the 200 was nothing short of brilliant. Well, it has been fun, and uh, we're hitting a fun, uh, as we move towards the weekend, some really big events. But congratulations to uh, Andre for this morning. Jim, wonderful, man. Let's do it again soon. I look forward to your columns. Always good to see you. Thanks for the time today. Loving it. 
All right. Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, joining us from uh, the Big Smoke here on this Wednesday. Uh, we got a lot of questions that have come in about the National Football League, CFL. Seems like it's a football time of year. And we will get to that in a sports update when we come back. It's a Wednesday. You're watching Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, It is the RP Show. We got breaking news, not just from you, Moose. Is yours from the Winnipeg? Yes. Mine, too. Do you want to break the news? Sure. The Blue Bombers have ruled out both Andrew Harris and starting receiver Darvin Adams for week one. Oh, boy. So they'll be without... Darvin Adams and uh, the Grey Cup MVP Andrew Harris in their Week One game against how Hamilton. About that? Oh. Not a good start Kay. to the week for Winnipeg. You see how this affects betting? Oh yeah. Okay, so the notification I got was from the score. That's where I got it too. Mine only says, "But Bombers rule out former Grey Cup MVP versus Ticats due to calf injury." What are they saying about Darvin Adams? And I opened up, it's a shoulder for Darvin Adams. I opened up the the story and they had more, which included the Adams news. So they've both been ruled out for week one. Well, okay. And so that's what we love about daytime sports talk. I got to be honest with you. Yes, I used to watch SportsCenter 12 times in a row in the morning. But why would you now when you got this? Yeah. And breaking news. Again, Andrew Harris and Darvin Adams ruled out for the week one game for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And Bomber fans watching, Trevor Bazillo in Winnipeg says, how the Bombers aren't number one after being the champs is disrespectful, at least for the first week. He's talking about the power rankings. Mm. And can I advise you people a little bit? Take a chill pill, chillax, go for a walk. You're in Winnipeg. Go down to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee, man. Like, don't get worked up over the power rankings. Who cares? In August. Is it just me? Well, power rankings, you have to remember, are not standings. Power Man. rankings are a way of saying who's the best right now. And if we played number one against number two, number one would win. If we played four against five, four would likely win. You know, if we looked at going into that great cup, Hamilton was favored, were they not, against Winnipeg? Right? They came in as the best team in the Canadian Football yeah. League last year. So they would be higher in the power rankings, of course. It doesn't mean that you know, Winnipeg didn't have this really great finish to the year and win. Yeah. But power yeah. rankings, yeah, we get hung up on that too much. I don't at all. But Calgary Stampeders ranked sixth. How do you think that's going over in Calgary? I don't see them whining about it at all. Um, James in Borden, Manitoba says, too bad the Bombers are riddled with injuries. Two years away from the game is a lot for players, and their bodies are feeling it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, from Kelly Bale on Cleveland. Well, and by the way, everybody's in the same boat. That's what we heard about hockey last year. It's not like one team was playing and all others weren't. They're all in the same boat in the Canadian Football Mm -hmm. League. Kelly Bale says, I'd like you guys to discuss at some point for Chris Moen and I. That's his buddy. One of two Cleveland Browns fans that I know. He says, how many wins will the Cleveland Browns have in 2021? See, they love the NFL talk. And Moose, 
I got an email from USA Today the other day that had projected records for NFL teams, and I never clicked on it. I still have it here. Maybe in the break I'll go in and look at what the projected wins are because it's usually been pretty accurate over the years. These guys know what they're doing. Are you looking it up? I'm just pulling up the Cleveland Browns schedule. Okay. You know, as I a, think they have a difficult schedule from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, they open the season against the Chiefs, and then they got the Texans and Bears in September. Uh, they'll be on the road for two in a row to start October against the Vikings, the Chargers. Then they got the Cardinals, Broncos, and Steelers at home, and then it's the Bengals, Patriots, Lions, Ravens um, to close out November. It's, they play that division, right, with the Cardinals and the Chargers and the Seahawks. You know, they got the Packers, the Raiders, the Ravens in there, obviously. But we're, we're speaking very highly of the Browns. They've got all the pieces. Their defense is very good. They beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in a division playoff game last That's year. That's right. Let's not forget. So, I'm sorry, because when you throw all those names around of those teams, it does tend to lose your average Canadian. Right? I'm just saying. No, it does. Uh, so, here's the projected. The Browns are projected to have 10 wins. Okay, mm-hmm. so I just did. I went to the big board, and, and you can do it too, and typed in projected NFL wins 2021. They got the Cleveland Browns 10. I think they'd take that. Last year, they were projected to have nine. What they win last year? Do you know? You know, Alan? One minute. They had 10 or 11. I'm just getting going. Okay, let me fly through a sports update. After two days without any medals at the Tokyo Games, Andre DeGrasse got Canada back on the board with the greatest run of his stellar career. The decorated sprinter finally added Olympic gold to his medal collection, crossing the finish line of the men's 200 meters in a Canadian record time of 19.62 seconds today. Hun Jin Ru pitched seven solid innings in his first start for Toronto on Canadian soil. George Springer and Teoscar Hernandez homered, and the Blue Jays beat Cleveland 7-2 at Rogers Centre. They'll do it again tonight in Canadian Elite Basketball League play on Tuesday. The Niagara River Lions used an explosive fourth quarter outburst to take a 171 victory over the Hamilton Honey Badgers at the Meridian Centre in Niagara. Tonight, Guelph visits Ottawa and Fraser Valley is at Edmonton. It's a CEBL doubleheader, y'all. Watch on CEBL Plus, CBC Gym, or Twitch. And Deshaun Watson missed practice for the first time since Houston Texans camp began, but Coach David Culley refused to explain why. Watson's future is uncertain after he asked for a trade in January before 22 women filed lawsuits alleging that he sexually assaulted or harassed them in March. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We're cooking with gas on this Wednesday. Viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, the part that we call Viewer Takeover, affectionately. And boy, oh boy, we're in one. Darren just mentioned in the last segment that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to be missing Andrew Harris. 
and uh, Darvin Adams for their game, their season opening game Thursday against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now, and I thank Darren Cameron, the Bomber PR guy. He sent me their roster, so I clicked on it, and those guys are on the one-game injured list. Now, Alan, the intern, is in the room, and he said the Hamilton Tiger Cats are like, oh, yeah, we'll see your Harris and Adams, and we'll raise you. Who? Devere Posey, Chris Van Zyl, Ted Laurent, and Brooks. Is that Simone Lawrence or Ted Laurent? Yeah, Laurent. There's a difference between those two. Oh, it's only one letter. I remember. Lawrence. No. Yeah, no laughing matter. Uh, So here we are on the eve of the Canadian Football League's week one game. Some of the biggest stars will not be playing. Now, I'm sitting there wondering, at least they disclosed that it's a calf injury with Andrew Harris, as they say. I don't know what's going on with these Hamilton players. But here we go. Did we see this in the National Football League last year? I don't really re- I don't recall this. The big stars not playing no, early on. No, we did see the odd, you know, COVID protocol guys getting pulled and and whatnot, but we didn't see this. But they didn't miss any time. No. They haven't missed anything in the NFL, right? They didn't miss a season. And we're getting paid. Right. Darren Workman watching in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Says gonna need a program in the CFL this year. Yeah, if they printed programs. Craig in Calgary regarding Andre DeGrasse winning gold in the men's 200 meter this morning at the Olympics. Craig in Calgary says, forget whomever won the Stanley Cup or Super Bowl. This is what causes tears of joy to see for me. Seeing a guy I've been watching for nine years since he was a teen achieve his dream. Amazing. Signed, Craig in Calgary. Ryan, watching on YouTube, says, Rod, remember all the talk of Ben Johnson returning kicks in the CFL? Can we sign DeGrasse to the Elks? Uh, You can, but he'll never play. You kids all around here aren't old enough to remember, but our older viewers will. That, yeah, Ben Johnson, after he won gold in the 1988 Olympics, that was the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They didn't sign him, but they added him to their negotiation list. And that was all the talk. Ben Johnson, can you imagine? Because forget about having to cut left, cut right, and dodge tackles and catch a ball. (laughs) It's so easy. All you got to do is run. Fast. Clearly, it was a publicity stunt at the time. And it's just funny that he would say, do I remember that? I do, because there was a lot of hype, but it never happened. Do you think Andre DeGrasse would want to come play in the CFL? Maybe. Coach. I coach. shouldn't speak for him. I can't, I can't run fast with all these guys in my way. Exactly. Right? Can you clear these guys that? out of the way? Well, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. It is the idea. But. Uh, Ray in the six writes in and he says, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? And I know exactly what he means. I feel like, Ray, did we meet in a prior life? This is the guy that sent us a whole bunch of Kitchener Rangers gear. Mm-hmm. And heavens knows how much I love junior hockey gear. Oh. You know what he's saying? He's talking about COVID. Yeah. And all the pitfalls and the pratfalls and the CFL announcing yesterday that if there's COVID outbreaks, you're going to forfeit the game. And if that particular team isn't 85% vaccinated, the players won't be paid. My gosh. Who... Ever would have saw this coming. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I think Ben Johnson actually had a tryout, didn't he? 
We're talking, my math's bad, 33 years ago? Yeah. It was like at least 1988 or right after. Like, we're, that was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. You folks in Southern Ontario, you let me know if Ben Johnson ever got that tryout because I don't think that he did. I remember, didn't Carl Lewis race a horse? No, Ben Johnson raced a horse. We'll sort this all out next hour, okay? Second half kickoff for a core grain coming up on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.